You are Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Locked On Indians. I am Jeff Ellis, your host. We did a World Series preview yesterday on the show. Uh, Part of that was, you know, it's good to talk about the World Series. And Tuesday's shows are also one of those where I am given a specific topic. So while I had originally promised Tuesday's show would be a continuation of the mock draft, it gets pushed to today. Uh, And today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. It's what I'm eating for breakfast tomorrow. It's what you should try. Go to BuiltBar.com. Get that mix box. That's my recommendation. Okay, let's continue the mock draft because I have it. I wrote it. Well, I didn't, you know, I, I laid it out. We already discussed there isn't as much time for me to do writing as I would like, so I, I haven't had the chance to write. And we we had picks uh, 15 through 21. Let's do a quick recap of the whole thing. Uh, starting at the top. First pick, Kumar Rocker with a sleeper of Jordan Lawler, shortstop. Kumar Rocker, right-handed pitcher at Vanderbilt. Lawler is a commit to Vanderbilt. Texas Rangers at two, Jude Fabian, uh, outfielder Florida, sleeper Kumar Rocker, Fandy. Detroit Tigers, Jaden Hill, right-handed pitcher LSU with sleeper Adrian Del Casto, Castillo, catcher Miami. Uh, at four, Boston Red Sox taking Jordan Lawler, the shortstop committed to Vandy with the sleeper of Andrew Painter, uh, right-handed pitcher committed to Florida. Baltimore, Adrian Del Castillo, the pick with Ethan Wilson as a sleeper. Arizona Dimebacks, Matt McLean, shortstop UCLA. Jack Leiter, right-handed pitcher from Vandy, is the sleeper. Seven, Kansas City Royals, Jonathan Cannon, right-handed pitcher, Georgia. Sleeper, Alex Benelius, third baseman, Louisville. Colorado Rockies, Jack Leiter, right-handed pitcher, Vandy. Sleeper of Marcello Mayer, shortstop, Eastlake High School, uh, California, come into USC. I realize I've not been naming the high schools, just to commit, and I'm going to go back to that. Ninth, Los Angeles Angels, Andrew Painter, right-handed pitcher committed to Florida. Sleeper, Chase Burns, right-handed pitcher committed to Tennessee. Mets, Brady House, uh, third baseman, committed to Tennessee. Sleeper, Marcello Mayer, committed to USC. Washington Nationals, Marcello Mayer, committed to USC. Sleeper, Alex Benelis, uh, third baseman, Louisville. Seattle Mariners, at 12, Alex Benelis, third baseman, Louisville. Sleeper, Gunnar Hoagland. Right-hand pitcher, Ole Miss. Philadelphia, Ethan Wilson, outfielder, South Alabama. Sleeper, Jackson Job, Right-hand pitcher, uh, committed to Ole Miss. San Francisco, Colton Kowser, outfielder, Sam Houston State. Sleeper, Steve Ajar. Left-hand pitcher, Mitch, Michigan. Milwaukee, Robbie Martin, outfielder, Florida State. Sleeper, Henry Davis, catcher, Louisville. Miami Marlins, Chase Petty. Right-hand pitcher. Oh, I don't have his commit down on here. Uh, let me quickly look and see what his commit is. That's a big oversight by me. Apologize. Everyone likes to hear someone clicking on the internet uh, instead of giving promise to add a commit to Florida. So I'm going to go and add that on my my document. Sleeper, Christian Franklin, outfielder, Arkansas. Cincinnati Reds, James Woods, outfielder, committed Mississippi State, sleeper, Jackson Job, committed Old Miss, St. Louis Cardinals, Ian Moeller, committed to LSU, sleeper, Gunnar Hoagland, Toronto Blue Jays, uh, 
Joe Mack committed to Clemson. Sleeper Sal Freilich, outfielder Boston College. Uh, Joe Mack is a catcher. I don't know if I mentioned, I think I mentioned Ian Muller was a catcher. New York Yankees, Gunnar Hoagland, right-hand pitcher Ole Miss. Sleeper Henry Davis, Louisville. Chicago Cubs, Josh Baez, outfielder slash right-hand pitcher. Committed to Vandy, sleeper Jackson Job. So, we are now all caught up. Commercial break time. I'm kidding. Let's, let's not do that. Uh, that would be terrible. Chicago White Sox, uh, a team that I typically do my best information with. Uh, this is a team that I have, over the years, my board often matches theirs. Uh, they have a distinct approach and model. I know I got so many comments that last year was going to be the year they were finally not going to take a... Uh, a college player, and they took a very risky college player, but heck, you know, Garrett Crochet made it to the majors this year. It's hard to argue with that pick. He was useful out of their pen. I don't know if he's going to be more than what he is now. Uh, I could see a world where he has a career that looks a lot like Brandon Finnegan's, too. Uh, there's definitely some warts there. Uh, as teams get more video, I just worry about that arm holding up, but again, when your first rounder gets to the big leagues, it's a successful first rounder. So they did take a little bit more risk than we're used to seeing with Crochet, but there's there similarities there. Yes, he could be Finnegan, who's a left-handed pitcher. On the other end of things, maybe it's Chris Sale, another left-handed pitcher who the White Sox took in spite of a litany of concerns that caused him to slide. Uh, then they came back with Jared Kelly, who they gave a lot of money to. I was not the biggest Kelly guy uh, by the time the draft rolled around. So maybe they finally move off of college players. Uh, at this point in time, it comes down to if they are looking at a bat, I think Henry Davis, the catcher from Louisville, makes sense. Uh, I believe McCann is a free agent now. Grandel has a few years left, but they don't have a lot of uh, catching depth and system. I don't think anyone really has a lot of faith in Zach Collins, the, uh, the former somewhere in the state of Florida. I want to say Miami first baseman's last catcher from back in the day, who was a pretty high first-round pick. Uh, that year, I remember being told that Gavin Lux was going to be the pick, uh, that they really liked him, and it wasn't the case. And a lot of people really liked Gavin Lux, but no one was willing to pull the trigger until the Dodgers later in the you know, back end. Or, no, it was the 20s, I think, where they pulled it, the trigger on him. But if they're going to go that way, I think Davis makes a lot of sense. Uh, sleeper, I debate a few ways with this. I think... Steve Hajar, left-hand pitcher from Michigan, is a better sleeper here. It's originally looking at Sal Freilich from Boston College because they do like those kind of safe outfield types. But I think if they go for another arm, uh, there are people who have uh, Hajar in the top 10 prospects in this entire draft. So a uh, sleeper pick, he makes sense in this range. Cleve, though, the scouting, uh, their former scouting director, who's now like assistant GM, Big Ohio State guy, so I don't know how you'd feel about drafting a Michigan kid. He, he wouldn't care if it's the best talent available. I'm joking. That's all he cares about. Cleveland Indians. Um, I There's so many pitching prospects to consider at the Indians. Chase Burns, Jackson Job, both make a ton of sense in terms of things the Indians like and go for. But I'm going to go the other way. And there's a pair of shortstops in particular that stood out for me with this pick. The first one is Khalil Watson from Wake Forest High School, but he's committed to NC State. Young, I mean, if you... Should I just go ahead and pull up the, the data on him so you can cross off uh, everything that he checks the boxes for over here on his perfect game profile? 
He is currently 17 years, 6 months, so you look going to be a young 18-year-old on draft day. Uh, he is a twitchy athlete, up the middle, no doubt shortstop. His, uh, I'm sorry, it was his baseball factory page is the one that actually has all the interesting information. It's an perfect game. Yeah, they do his running time and things like that. You can see his broad jump, his lateral jumps. Uh, they, I'm trying to, I swear they had a little bit more information on the diamond kinetic stuff, but I'm not seeing that currently up there right now. Uh, he, so that kind of leads me to like, how can they judge hitting grades? But long and short of it is, it's a complete profile. It's a no doubt shortstop who uses the whole field. Uh, as I already previously mentioned, good athlete, really good eye for the zone. Yes, he's maybe five foot ten. He is not big, but you know it's a plus version of Xavier Edwards, who's been a top one hundred prospect from pretty much the moment he was drafted. Uh, I am all for that personally. It's young, twitchy shortstop. Alex Mooney is a, a Michigan kid. Not often we, we talk about those Michigan prep talents as potential first-rounders. But he's one of those guys that if you do go to his perfect game, I feel like all the hitting ones are in the 99th percentile, and he's also viewed as an overachiever. Now, that's the perfect combination to me. That like Kind of any scouting report talks about him as a grinder, and then you go and you see. But he's also got some premium physical skills so the same thing in the nfl yeah i always go back to thinking about uh when i would get really into the nfl draft it's like guys like jj watt and luke keekley and aaron donald now it's a, a very good grouping but i remember they were all supposed to be these uh overachievers and then they went and destroyed the combine and that was not necessarily what the uh narrative was before they went there so in you know, I'm 99% sure that was the case. I remember, like, listening to the uh, all the podcasts I could find back in the time. Uh, NFL Network had one uh, that I would listen to with Bucky Brooks and Matt Money-Smith and, you know, the ESPN one. And it's one of those things that's always stuck out. It's like when you get the guy who is rated highly as a grinder and then it turns out there's some elite physical skills, that's something you want to pay attention to because uh, they're being judged one way and they might just be the complete package. So I think either of those guys are solid picks in this range. Honestly, I think if they went with Benny Montgomery, the athletic outfielder, I think if you went with any of the prep pitchers here with the Cleveland Indians, uh, it makes a lot of sense. This is a great draft. And, I mean, like I said, Steve Hajar is still there. I, I, not really an Indians type of player, but there are people who consider him one of the top ten players in this draft, and he's still sitting there, and it's not necessarily a slight on him or... Uh, a reflection on his talent. It's just the overall depth of the class, one. And two, teams are really skewing towards college bats of late. And the reason for that is when you look at the data, it is significantly safer. Uh, you have a much, much higher hit rate, and I get why teams are doing that. What you should do for yourself, though, is go to Built Bar right now and use the promo code Locked On to get 20% off your order because Built Bar is fantastic. Uh, again, this is what I do for breakfast. I... Uh, go through, I recommend the mix box over, I find that any of the flavors, you just kind of start to get tired when you have a large supply and the mix box is fantastic. Just go through and shake it up. 
the the as I was trying out all these new flavors with their new redesign, the the most negative thing that could came out, come out of my mouth was, oh, that's kind of average, or yeah, I'm just not the biggest fan of cherry in general. Like that's just a me thing. Everything's been great on the whole. You know, when you're saying that the worst part about it is one is average, that says how good the overall product is. So make sure you go to BuiltBar.com, use that promo code LOCKEDON, get 10% off your order. It's the best tasting bar you're going to find, full of proteins and all the good stuff. BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKEDON. So I guess uh, we had enough of my digressions talking about NFL stuff. So let's just dive into the Atlanta Braves with pick 24. And uh, good old Alex Anthopoulos has been pretty conservative since the Carter Stewart pick. Uh, if you don't remember that, Carter Stewart was a spin uh, spin rate monster who saw his stock go up, up, and up. They didn't love the medicals. He didn't sign. And Carter Stewart signed a contract to go play in Japan, and I'm still kind of surprised we haven't seen more of that. I thought with uh, Japan and Korea figuring things out quicker that we'd see more of these college kids and high school kids maybe go play uh, over there. I don't know if they're just not accepting people, if teams aren't trying that, but... Uh, because there's so many, I mean, those college teams, it's great that everyone got more eligibility, but it also means it's a lot harder to get your reps. So uh, I'll be curious to see if at some point we see any more migrations like Carter Stewart. But to go back to the Braves, uh, pretty conservative with their first round picks uh, the past two years. I've talked about Steve Hajar, the left-hand pitcher Michigan. I think he'd be considered the top college guy by just about any measure uh, there, so if you're looking for a conservative pick with some upside, at this point he's just there's value in him. Uh, they took the Wake Forest lefty uh, Jared Schuster, who had been fantastic in the Cape, but had been pretty terrible his first two years in college. It was an interesting thing. Under slot, um, I don't know if you get Hajar under slot here, but that's something else to watch with the Braves. They have like to go under slot sleeper. I wanted to mention Levi Usher. Uh, coming into Louisville. Good athlete, does a lot of things well. I, just like Henry Davis, I believe, was a Juco transfer, so is Usher, a name to check out. Oakland. Oakland last year took uh, Tyler Soderstrom, which was uh, kind of different for them, but you go back uh, after Austin Beck, which didn't work out for them. They went back heavy in the college ranks, but even when they did go college ranks, you know, their one of their highest picks was Kyler Murray, who had not played a ton in college. Like he was like taking almost like taking a high school kid who was older because he hadn't played his first two years. Had like one year of production. Had been good, not great with that. And I just exactly what happened with him is the thing I had stated with him since high school, where I go, I think his love is football. I think he'll he'll settle for baseball if there is no football, and that abundantly became the case. So what does Oakland do here? I put. Christian Franklin, the outfielder from Arkansas, uh, potential up-the-middle talent, uh, some good athleticism. Sal uh, Freelich, the undersized Boston College guy, has a lot of tools, is kind of that safer college performer that uh, a few years ago feels like he would have been destined to Oakland, and Oakland also doesn't get scared out with size. Minnesota Twins, uh, who's got power? Like, that's what it comes down to with the Twins. You can do a lot of stuff, but they like to draft power bats. And they don't like to draft arms. That's the thing. Uh, they're uh, since um, they gave Blaine Enlow all of that money in the third round. Uh, they have not spent 
a ton on pitching. So who's the best power hitter left? It's probably Isaac uh, Pacheo, shortstop's last third baseman, Friendswood High School, committed to Texas A&M. Uh, one of the best power bats amongst the prep ranks, and uh, with the college ranks getting decimated pretty early on in this draft, he stands out in terms of power ability, power production, what is his ceiling. I mean, there are places that have him rated very highly. This could be viewed as a steal. It could be an overslot signing. Um, I think everyone thinks he's going to end up third long term, but more power than anything else. Like, big power. Twins like big power. Easy fit, right? Sleeper, Benny Montgomery. Uh, another guy who has good power. One of the better just pure athletes in the entire draft. Uh, any place where we had an outfielder early on where James Woods and Josh Baez, that could easily end up being Montgomery. Uh, good raw power. It runs well. does everything pretty well. Uh, as always, with kind of that four-tool guy, the only concern is the hit tool. And that can cause a guy to slide down the board. Uh, with Montgomery, he's also a Pennsylvania kid, so there's a the chance that there'll be less exposure in the spring just based on weather, which can uh, also push guys down boards. Padres. They're in the, just this ideal situation because it is it is uh, prep pitchers for days at this point in time. Like The top of every single board should be uh, one or two prep pitchers at this point. Uh, I gave them Jackson Job, the right-handed pitcher from Heritage High School, committed to Old Miss with a sleeper of Chase Burns, right-handed pitcher, Station High School, uh, Tennessee, committed to Tennessee. Uh, those two guys are clearly the top players on the board, but we have seen teams start to askew the prep arm, that there are less teams willing to take that risk early on. Uh, those two guys, so the, I think that's my third and fourth prep pitcher off the board, but again, uh, well, I'm sorry, third, and then Burns would be coming off not soon after that. But as you know, the rules with my way-too-early mock draft, we don't talk about the picks of the teams that are still alive. It's kind of a slow rollout that way, and it's also uh, a nice consolation prize. Uh, your team might be out, but you still get to start thinking about next year in a way with these picks. Uh, Jackson Job is interesting. Because if you do search for his name, if you're trying to find videos, you're going to find a good mix of his videos as a quarterback. Uh, he is also a shortstop and a pretty good one there. Just an athletic kid. Another spin rate monster type. Uh, amongst the prep pitchers, I feel like he did the most to improve his sock over this summer. Just really impressive. Went out there and did everything right. Athletic. Uh, you know, mid-90s fastball good off-speed stuff, great spin rates. And uh, on top of all that, I, I, you know, the one thing you have to comment on him is, I think he's like 6'2". So he is going to be viewed as slightly undersized as a right-hander, uh, which does, there are a few teams that when I go through, I'm like, they're not going to take a pitcher under 6'3 early. It's like Kansas City. I didn't give him Jack Leiter. Uh, I gave him Cannon because he was the bigger arm. And Dayton Moore has been very specific. I mean, outside, I know you're saying, but they took Finnegan. Yes, they did. But for the most part since then, when they've taken all of their pitchers, it's been bigger guys. So you, you look, there are a few teams that might get scared off there uh, because of his size. Now, I know most places have Burns rated significantly higher than him. I, I have a, I've always liked quarterbacks that are also pitchers. Uh, extreme athletes like he 
he is. I, I believe that helps prevent injury, and I think it's an underrated aspect in pitching in general. And give me those guys who already have one advanced secondary offering. There's there's really not a lot of negatives with him. I feel like it's a lower risk profile. I'm not saying he is the top pitcher in this class for me, but I'm saying he's in that discussion. Uh, fantastic value. And the Padres just like to sit back and snipe value as it comes. Uh, I think they would be strongly uh, tempted by either of those prep arms. Because if I go and I look at like who are the top college players left at that point in time, I'm probably looking at uh, South Graylick, who I've talked about, Ty Madden from Texas. Um, God, I'm blanking on who else I have not mentioned at this point in time. Uh, there's, you know, there's a lot of players. The problem for me right now is I, I miss having a year of data. Like so much of what I did in the preseason was just compiling data, saying like, why is why is no one talking about this player? That's how I was like the first person to write up Nick Gonzalez. And that's not, uh, that is not me being hyperbolic. It was literally as I wrote that article on Nick Gonzalez, not before the 2020 draft. I wrote it before the 2019 draft. There was nothing on him. I couldn't find anything. And I'm just like, this guy is dominating all stat boards. What's his deal? And he's a middle infielder. Uh, so it was having that data that we just don't have right now, and that prevents my ability to really kind of sit down and, and find those sleepers in the college ranks just by digging through the numbers. It's, it's something I like to do. Um, the, the only other guy, uh, Tyree Reed, is another like big athlete outfielder type who's high on a lot of boards. Um, I'm trying to think what the other... I feel like I'm missing somebody super obvious who is another name to to follow or look for who you know i mentioned Mo- mooney and free are also guys who get mentioned in the the last two picks that i currently have um if i switch to 2021 20, draft just looking at some very basic oh luke leto is a big name i think he is gonna go to college i believe he's recruited to lsu for football and baseball braylon bishop's been a big name in the past, who I don't hear as much from people about, uh, both uh, prep towns. Christian Little is another one of those big name prep towns who the the valuation is down on. Uh, Davis Sharp is a interesting two way guy at Clemson. Who I'll be curious to see more of. Uh, I, I pulled up fan graphs. I'm just going to be honest. I wanted just to see the the name list. I'm not looking at anything beyond that. Just to talk. Mike Vasili, who we mentioned. Uh, this podcast today, maybe Mondays, about uh, former Massachusetts high school players. Uh, C.J. Rodriguez is an interesting high ceiling catcher at Vandy who has an opportunity to step in and do some fun stuff there. And I, you know, there's tons of players. You can just always go. Um, Ohio State's pitcher. Why am I blanking on the uh, undersized lefty who didn't get taken this past year? Uh, who was the really good prospect uh, back in the day as a prepster in Ohio? And there are people yelling at uh, at their phones right now who really follow this stuff. Uh, I'm gonna pause because I have to look this up now. Seth Lonsway. That's that's his name. Uh, you know, he, he didn't get drafted. He had a, a decent enough year. But uh, 
some control issues and a shortened draft meant that uh, he's returning. Uh, there's and that's the thing. There's so many players who are returning. You know, uh, just in general. I'm blanking on the guy from man. I'm just blanking. It's late. Uh, you know, I talked about there was a undersized California pitcher who had great secondary stuff. Who was super young for his class. He went undrafted. He'll be back this year. It's you can just go through. It's it's a very very deep class. There's gonna be Gage Jump is uh might be like he doesn't get the talk of some of those other prep arms, but uh, he might be the guy that it's most likely the Indians would take as a first-round prep arm. Uh, is another name that just stands out when I think about this class. There's a lot of fun players uh, in general, and it's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out because, as I mentioned, there's limited, uh, limited reps. There is very few players who got to go pro relative to what we're used to and they're going to be guys who are one year wonders and how far can you push yourself up the board after not having those opportunities the previous year or having very limited opportunities the previous year um, yeah I, I'm, I just wanted to get started I want to see what's going to happen uh I missed I've missed college baseball a lot, so I'm rambly. The show has gone on too long of with me just looking at like lists of names and pointing out players. Oh, I liked him. I liked him. Uh, we'll f- focus on that more as we get into the college baseball season, and that becomes a major focus for me, just in terms of what I find fun and interesting. I've been Jeff Ellis. This is another edition of the Locked On Indians podcast. Uh, join me tomorrow we're gonna look at some indians history we're gonna go back to our uh divisional look for what teams have extra bats that the indians could trade for so you know this isn't a case of where i I would a few years ago hey ryan braun's a good bat and the brewers don't need him no his salary is too high we're gonna look for bats that make sense bats whose contracts are not uh to the point that the indians can trade for him or that the team would be weakening themselves to trade that player without a in-house uh, reasonable replacement. So we have gotten all the way through the NL West with that. We still have the Cubs in the Central, and we will uh, continue start with the Cubs tomorrow and push forward into the NL East. Again, I've been Jeff Ellis. You can find me on Twitter at JeffMLBDraft. And as always, go Tribe! <laughs>